Welcome New Life Manatee, let's stand together. Aren't you thankful for a God of new beginnings? He is here in our midst and he longs to encounter us this morning as we worship. So let's sing to the Lord with all of our hearts and lift him up, amen. Everything that's in me, praise the Lord. 
charts a path for the righteous. Lord, we ask that you would fill us with hope today, with joy and peace as we trust in you. It's all from you, Jesus. We lean into you for direction today.
promising to always be with us. Lord, there's so much to thank you for, innumerable things. Words are not enough, Lord, but you want our hearts. It's our heart posture. Lord, would you reset us today to live lives of gratitude, to see your goodness in everything, to recognize that everything is a gift from you, Lord. It all comes from a Father who loves us. And Lord, help us to live full lives, full in the fullness of God, understanding our true identity as your children, Lord, recognizing that every good gift is from you. Lord, we pour it out to you in thankfulness this morning. From you, through you, and to you are all things. Don't you get shy on me, lift 
volunteers here at New Life Manitou. And this week I've been hanging out with Jesus and the boys in this tiny little village called Bethsaida. And this story is recorded in Mark. And it's a really curious story to me. What's happening is is Jesus and the boys are, are hanging out in this village and some people, we don't know how many, how many you would guess some is, I would think more than three, I don't know. It could have been three, it could have been 10, I don't know. But some people had a friend who was blind and they thought, we're gonna bring this guy to Jesus. So they had a measure of hope or belief, whether they were disciples or followers, we don't know, but but they thought if we can get our blind friend before Jesus, something's gonna change. And then this really strange story unfolds because they bring him to Jesus and Jesus takes the guy by the hand and takes him outside of the village, outside of his comfort zone, outside of what was familiar, outside of what was protected or known to him. He takes him away from all the distractions outside the village. And then it gets weirder. He spits on the guy's eyes. Now, in first century Israel, that was a pretty offensive thing to do, right? Like today, it would be a pretty offensive thing to do. But Jesus spits on the guy's eyes and lays hands on him and takes his hands away and asks the the guy, do you see anything? And, And the guy says, well, 
I see people, but they look like trees walking around. Okay, so what's up with that? Because Jesus's power wasn't lacking, right? He didn't just fall short or not pray hard enough or say the right words. This is Jesus. So I suspect Jesus is teaching us something as well as this young man. So often we are, we are busy in our lives. We're scurrying and we're scrolling and we don't see the people next to us. We don't see those that are hurting. We look at athletes and actors and, and they're on a plastic screen or a glass screen. They're not human, they're not flesh. We're seeing an image, but not humanity. And I think that that's true of all of us. But then Jesus didn't leave him like that. He touches him a second time and asks again, now what do you see? And the guy sees clearly. And here's the beauty of that for me. I think the more we lean in and the more Jesus touches us, the more clearly we see. In, uh, in our work, my husband and I, we do counter-trafficking work. And recently I was meeting with uh, a business person and she said, you know, God always provides for God's work. And she meant it to be encouraging. And it's certainly true. But I went away from that meeting so sad and I couldn't figure out why I was sad. So Jesus and the boys, you know, were hanging out in Bethsaida and like, why am I sad? Because the guy didn't get healed on his own. Jesus didn't go looking for him, but some people brought the guy to Jesus. And this friend, this business person that I met with, I think their thought would have been more complete had they said, God always provides for God's work and he does it through his people. And that's the amazing thing about this family that you have walked into this morning. Maybe you've been here for a long time. Maybe this is your first time, but welcome family. We are glad you're here. We see you, we hear you, we value you. We are happy that you are among us. And it is through this connection, this community, that we have the opportunity to bring those around us who are struggling, who are hurting, who are blind. We have the opportunity to bring them to Jesus and watch what Jesus does. One of the ways that you can do that, um, for those of us that are regular members of our family, not the guests, but the regular members, if you feel compelled, you can give give online. There's a QR code. There is ways to give online, but God does. God provides for God's work and he does it through you and I. So welcome to the family. May this be a day full of glory and joy. So come on my soul. Don't you get shy on me. Lift up your song. You've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. Come on, kingdom come. Let's sing this again. Come on, my soul. Don't you get shy on me. Lift up your song. Cause you've got
so good to worship together. Thank you, Summit Ministries, for visiting this morning. It's so fun to have you in our house. Um, we have a special gift for everyone today. Joe will talk about that later. Um, but we would love, if you're new here um, or newish and you've never filled out a guest card, um, we would love for you to do that today so that we can connect with you and um, get you connected to many of the ministries and ways that we have to connect around here at New Life Manitou. At this time, the kids can be dismissed to go to their classes and you guys can turn and greet one another. We'll be right back up here with the word in just a moment. Thank you.
Good morning, everyone. Hey, you can talk back to me. Good morning, everyone. Happy New Year. Hey, in my opinion, you can say Happy New Year all month long. So Happy New Year. Happy New Year. The vision of this church is to make disciples. And so today we have a very special message. It's a kind of a once a year message, although really in every church, every Sunday should be a vision Sunday. But this Sunday in particular is our vision Sunday. And so the title of today's sermon, if you're taking notes, does anybody like to take notes? Actually write things down. Good job. Good for you. I see some cell phones. I see some note taking. If someone next to you is on their cell phone, just kind of give them a little peek. Make sure that they're writing things down and not doing other things. But uh, if you're taking notes, write down this title, would you? Vision Sunday 2024. And so I'm going to speak about the vision of this church. And then afterwards, we're going to, today's also a party, and we're going to release an album that we, I kind of need to explain this because I see some new faces, Uh, but we as New Life Manitou, this church has written and recorded. So a couple months ago, we recorded an album Right here, some of you were in the choir, some of you were readers because we have songs and then reading of scripture. We recorded that album and then those of you that are part of this church, you paid for it. You paid for the printing of the album and so we have those physical copies this morning. So after church, everybody gets cake, yay, and an album, an album, a CD of our own original worship music. And I got to tell you, the title is Worship Volume 1. One, which is just kind of a prophetic, like looking into the future. Maybe there will be a two and a three and a 10,000 from here on out. Amen? Amen. All right. Uh, let's see. I'll, I'll tell you what happened this week. Uh, this hasn't happened in a long, long time, but I was working on my sermon and I have about four times the amount of notes I normally have. And I promise you, I'm not going to do a three hour, two hour 10-hour sermon. I have a 20-ish minute sermon for you. And so what I had to do today, if any of you have ever done any writing or speaking, you know that there is a very painful project of like trimming what doesn't need to be there. And so I have trimmed this sermon down from like a four-hour sermon down to a 20-something minute sermon to talk about our vision, vision of this church for 20 24, and I have uh, a scripture to read for you this morning. And I kind of need to preface that too, because I think in the history of New Life Manitou, we always open the scripture. Every single Sunday, we open the scripture. And usually it's like a whole passage. And I'm the kind of preacher that usually goes line by line. And we'll do that next week. We'll start John, the Gospel of John, next week. And I sure hope that you know that the Gospel of John is one of those books that is for the purpose of presenting the gospel, of telling who Jesus is and why he came and how salvation works. So next, starting next week and all through till Easter, we're going to be studying the gospel of John, looking at big passages of scripture. And uh, I please invite people you know that are curious about Christianity. Invite people that that are, are just wondering or neighbors or friends that have never been to church. I promise you it, it will be the gospel presentation in a way that uh, th- that will present Jesus as Lord and Savior. Amen? All right, so usually, that's all to say, usually I have a, I have a like a passage of scripture to, to read for you. Today I have a verse. That's it. 
So I'm going to ask you to stand as we read this one verse, and I'm going to read it in three different versions. And so would you take seriously the reading of the Word of God, listen to the Scriptures as it is being read. This is Proverbs 29, 18, and it's a verse about vision. Many of you maybe have this memorized. Some of you may know it in the King James Version. Here's the King James Version. Where there is no vision, where there's no vision, The people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Let me read that same verse for you in the English Standard Version. Listen to these words. Where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. One more reading. This is a message paraphrase, the common vernacular of today's how we would say it. Here's how it's written here, the Proverbs 29, 18. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. Would you bow your heads with me? Would you pray? Lord, we receive this word, this, this one verse about They're not being vision and how people stumble, how people perish, how people cast off restraint when there's no vision. Lord, may your vision be in this church. May your name be glorified in this place, in our lives. Lord, we give you all praise, all honor. Lord, may you be glorified in our lives. We pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and all God's people shouted. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, Let's talk about vision. So it's this time of year, right? The the beginning of a new year where people talk about goals and vision and people kick this vision word around a whole bunch and people might mean different things by it. So let me define the word vision for you. Point number one, if you're taking notes, write this down. This is literally just a copy and paste from the Oxford Dictionary as the definition of what vision is. So this is the secular uh, definition of what people, how people use the word vision. It's the ability to think about or plan the future with imagination or wisdom. So what is, what is vision? Vision is the ability to think about, plan the future with imagination or wisdom. And if, if someone was like, well, what does that mean to you? Would you? Could you say that in your own words? I would say, as the pastor of this church, that uh, the people I get to lead and the people uh, that, that I, I get to um, minister to, I would say, well, knowing where we're going to go and telling people where we're going to go and talking about why we're going there and how we're going to get there. So that's what I would say. Well, in your own words, describe vision. I would, I would say, well, knowing where we're going And telling people about that, that's very important. And knowing why we're going there and how we're going there. And I think if we open up scripture, and in this uh, church we open up scripture a lot, we would see that the word vision is also used in a spiritual sense. So I just gave you the secular definition, but to that, I think Christians would add to that and say, well, there's something about the kingdom of God and God's work and God's ultimate vision that we as believers would say, well, well, that's the true vision of what's going on and what's happening. It's almost like, you know, the kingdom of God and the, and the kingdoms of this earth are running parallel and God will often speak to us. We, we look in the pages of scripture, many, many stories of God speaking to people in dreams, literal dreams, God speaking to people in like literal visions, like someone will see something 
with their spiritual eyes. Someone will uh, see an angel or an apparition or an appearance. I saw the Lord high and lifted up and a train of his robe filled the temple with glory. Like people will see things. Like those are literal visions where God is speaking about something in the heavenlies. He is calling people. He is leading people with his vision. And we, as believers, we would say that well, well, that ultimately is our vision, that the Lord's vision is our vision. And when we look to the future as Christians, we're, we're maybe pessimistic in the short run, but in the long run, we believe as God is in control and he is totally sovereign. And his vision for this world is, is life and redemption and salvation. Can anyone say amen to that? Um, I often think about vision as uh, like a picture of an iceberg. Y'all seen the picture of an iceberg? Most of it's where? underwater, uh, just a tiny tip of the iceberg is above the water. And that's kind of how I think about like vision and talking about vision, that, that, that if you have a big vision and, and you're a leader of, of anything, then you hopefully have a vision for the future. And often what you're able to explain and to talk about and to hope for is maybe just a piece, maybe just the tip of the iceberg. And um, I often think like, well, a talk like this on one Sunday uh, to talk about Vision Sunday is maybe just the tip of the tip of the iceberg because when we see it, like w- the vision that um, is in this church and the, the vision that, that is, should be in any church to, to make disciples and to see the cause of Christ grow, like, like the majority of that is, is maybe underwater a little bit, and, and it's hard to see, and the day-to-day can, can kind of get blurry, but what I want to show to you is, is like the tip of the iceberg today, to talk about things, give language to what this church is all about, so that when you see things happening, like just a couple weeks ago, someone gave their life to the Lord, and like they've been coming to church for a while, but they were like, I want to make a decision. I, I'm coming to Christ. I'm totally devouting, de- devoting my life to Christ. It's like, yes, yes, yes. That's like just the tip of the iceberg, though, because we see God moving all around us, and we, and we pray for more and more of that. I think about the six years ago when we planted this church, we did our first baptism service. We, we usually do baptisms a couple times, two or three times a year. We always pick the, the Sunday after Easter, so that's, that's coming up pretty soon. Uh, we will baptize people. I remember the very first uh, baptism service we had, we baptized a woman, and, and people were like, yes, this is it. We're doing it. And I was like, yes, but just the tip of the iceberg. Like, how much more is God going to do among us? How much more is, is God's work all around us, his goodness and his glory uh, going forward? Let me um, say this story. And uh, this is kind of like a picture of what I see uh, on mornings like this where we talk about vision. And that is, uh, imagine, if you would, uh, a construction site where there's lots of people working uh, on a building and, and someone walks up, maybe you've heard this metaphor before, to the first person and says, what are you doing? And they're, man, just working, just laying bricks. And they're putting concrete down and putting bricks up. It's like, okay. And he walks to the next person down the line. He says, hey, what are you doing? And they have a little bit better of an attitude. And they say, well, I'm building this wall. They're all doing the same thing. He goes to the third person and says, hey, what are you doing? And he stops. He's kind of humming a tune. And he looks up and makes this hand gesture with his hand and says, I am building a cathedral. Now, they're all doing the same thing, but they have a different vision, don't they? Their vision, and I'm hoping this morning that you'll catch a piece 
of the tip of the iceberg of, of not only the vision for this church, but I pray the vision for your lives. In fact, I'm going to ask you a question at the end of this sermon. I'm going to, it's not going to be a raise your hand or a shout out your answer. It's going to be a moment between you and God. And the question is, what, what's the vision for your life? The vision for this church, here's point number two, moving right along in the sermon. If you're taking notes, write down point two. Uh, this is a piece of our vision. Uh, it's really just two words, make disciples. Our, our vision is to make disciples. That's what we're all about, making deep and serious followers of Christ. And um, we think about um, like the goals of this church and the fabric of who we are. It's all about making disciples in the local area. And I really think that the local church in a local area is the best way to make disciples and for the the kingdom of God to be activated. There's a lot of great organizations. There's a lot of great conferences. There's a lot of great things all over this world. But in the 2,000 years of church history, it's local churches, local people reaching their local friends and neighbors and communities for Christ that is the hope of the world. That's how it seems to me in the last 2,000 years, that's how Jesus works, the Spirit of God among us. And uh, I think of Manitou Springs. I've lived here now for 17 years. So I can just talk about Manitou. Let me just talk. Can I talk? So when I see Manitou, I see a pretty hard place to reach for the gospel. I'm sure in this world there's much harder places. But in our county, I can't think of more harder places. I can only think of like easier spaces. And this is just me talking right now. You're like, who are you to talk about it? Well, I'm, I've been here 17 years. I've lived in Manitou. And as someone who's a spiritual leader in this town, I, I really try. I, I don't know. I'm just talking. So, but I really try to have a pulse on the spiritual climate of where I'm at and in Manitou. And man, there, it seems like the people in Manitou, to give them credit, are often very spiritual people. But they are very resistant and hesitant to anything organized church, anything Christian, anything Bible, anything Jesus. They're like, ah, people in this town, and this is just me talking. Are you, are you cool with me talking? Are you, can I just talk for a minute? That's just me talking. So I think the majority of people in this town would, would be much more uh, excited about just spiritual things in general. I think uh, the Mother Earth I think of uh, like Eastern mysticism, Eastern yoga practices. Uh, I, I put down like fortune telling and meditation. And I think of just, if this isn't testament enough to what I'm saying, the biggest event in our city every year is what? It's a dumb coffin. You're racing, like trying to explain this to other people. Wait, they do what? What did you just say? I said racing coffins. For those of you that don't know, the biggest event in Manitou Springs around Halloween is we race coffins up Manitou Ave. And you're like, what in the world is that? And my response is, I don't know. It's the weirdest thing. And, and just like an idea of like, that's Manitou. A, a spiritual town, to give them credit, uh, the average manitoid, uh, the spiritual person, but someone who is, I think, and this is just me talking, someone who's very resistant. So I think as a church in Manitou that we have a very hard job to do. We, we have to uh, bring the gospel of Jesus to a place that's resistant. And we could lower the bar. Let's just be honest. We could lower the bar. We could. I've seen churches and individuals. I've seen people go this way of just saying, well, you know, whatever you want to believe is okay. Jesus can just be like a side of whipped cream on your life. 
And to that we would say, no, no, that's, that's not right. We, we can't, you know, just mend any kind of belief we want in our lifestyles, uh, whatever people want to live, however they want to live. And Jesus doesn't call you to change. Jesus doesn't call you. I'm speaking hypothetically. That's what people say about church. That's what, well, we could lower, we could lower the bar, but I tell you that that's, that's not what we're going to do. That's not the chart church that I'm leading. We're a church that, that keeps the bar of Jesus and, and the work of discipleship uh, there's a pastor who was telling a story of working out at a gym and his teenage son came and got him. He said, dad, come down to the basketball courts. I want to show you something. I want to show you I could dunk the ball. And dad's like, what? You can't dunk no ball, son. And they, sure enough, they go down there and the son dribbles it, jumps up, slam dunks. Wow, that's incredible, son. That's amazing. Wow, I'm so proud of you. I didn't even know you were working towards that. I didn't even know you could do that. That's amazing. Well, dad wasn't happy about 30 minutes later when he found out that the son had asked the custodians to lower the rim. We're not going to do that. Like there is a call, a very high call for discipleship in this church and for seeking the kingdom of God and for following Jesus and making him and him alone the author, the perfecter of our faith. And can I get an amen? Amen. Um, Let's see, I, I want to, um, I guess, just tell you this, that, that making disciples, if making disciples is like a coin, there are two sides of a coin. The first side of a coin is making disciples of people that have never followed Christ, who, who are either resistant to Christ or resistant to the gospel, people who are mistaken as to what the gospel is. The first side of the coin is making, of making disciples is making first-time believers, evangelism, telling people, asking the Lord to lead you and guide you in conversations and opening up doors to have conversations, spiritual conversations, where you lead people towards God. That's the first side of the coin. The other side of the same coin of discipleship is continuing and walking with people in a community of people that seeks discipleship, not just in first-time conversions, but in long, life-term discipleship, making stronger and stronger disciples. Uh, our goal is to make disciples as a church, and that those disciples would then make disciples. Disciples who make disciples is the goal of this church. And I, if, if some of you were to ask, okay, what's the five-year, what's the 10-year What's even the 20-year plan for this church? I could go into details about my hopes, dreams. I could talk about the tip of the iceberg and go into a long discussion about what I can see and what I can hope for for the future. But you know where my mind goes? Like if someone was asking me, what's the 20-year plan for this church? You know what I would immediately think about? I would immediately think about, listen to this carefully, the other church that's meeting right now in this building. You might be like, Wait, there's another church meeting right now in this building? Yes. And the average height of those attenders is about right here. And in 20 years, the, the, the church that's meeting downstairs is our kids' ministry. And if you want to fight with me, call our kids' ministry babysitting. Like, those are fighting words. It's not babysitting. That is not what we're doing downstairs. It is discipleship. 
we have a very high level of discipleship for the whole church, including our kids' ministry. And let me just brag about this church, because a church this size, it's pretty amazing that this year, and uh, excuse me, last year, 2023, we launched a high school ministry. Meets on Wednesday nights. It's called 633. It's based off of Matthew 633. Go look up that verse. And guess what time it meets on Wednesday nights? You got it, 6.33. And so we launched a high school ministry. It's incredible. Kids are coming to the Lord. Kids are inviting their friends. They have fun. They study scripture. And uh, we also launched last year, 2023, uh, the end of 2022, going into 2023, if you want to be exact, we launched a middle school ministry. And so right now, as we're in here, in that room back there to your left, you could look back there, there's, uh, uh, they're being very quiet, but that's our middle school ministry. Probably a half dozen students in there studying scripture, discussing, and being discipled. And then downstairs, sometimes downstairs, we will have 30 kids, and it's not babysitting. Don't call it that. I will get very upset because it's full-on discipleship. And here's a little rabbit trail to this piece of, of what I'm calling you to do. Because I'm, I'm looking at every single person in here right now. And I want you to know that if to be a part of this church, we would love your help in discipling the other church that's meeting right now. Discipling our kids ministry. We've had conversations just to kind of let you into the, the conversations I'm having with our staff and church volunteers um, but in some ways, I think you could probably accuse us of biting off more than we can chew this last year with launching the, the middle school and the high school ministry. And that is like the, the number of volunteers we need just on a Sunday is about seven or eight volunteers to carry out our kids ministry. And it's very rare that we'll have all seven or eight because somebody will be sick. Someone will have to switch with someone else. And so we'll have to combine classes like our we have a little kids like toddlers to kindergarten then we have an older older elementary and sometimes we don't have enough people will combine them and sometimes we don't have a, a, a person to greet the families and do the little check-in system so that person will also be a teacher or sometimes we don't have a uh, someone to do the crafts so the teacher will also do the craft and and so we need a bunch of positions a teacher a helper teacher craft person a teacher for middle school a family checker in her and so what I'm asking so so here I'm putting the pressure on and if you want to just look at your shoes for the next minute 30 seconds that's perfectly fine you just look down look at your shoes that's perfectly fine but for those of you looking at me we would love your help there is an opportunity to not just play with kids and babysit there is an opportunity to breathe the vision of this church which is discipleship and teaching the word of God into the next generation can somebody look up from their shoes and say amen amen, amen. so if you're like okay I guess I could think about that Think about it. Go to our website. Our website's really, it's kind of broken right now this week. I'm, I'm going to fix our website. There's like no ministries on there. There's, uh, there's like no events on there. And I apologize that it got scrambled up over the holidays. It's because we're launching too many, my wife said. Uh, it's because we're launching too many things. I can't keep up. Uh, but I did check this morning. If you go to New Life Church, Manitou Springs, click on serve. There will be an application. And if you could pass a background check, and if you could fill out a serve application, we can train you on being a helper teacher or checking families in. And, and we, we need and we have an opportunity 
for you to serve at this church. Okay, you could look up now from your shoes if I made you feel awkward by putting the pressure on. Uh, sorry, but not sorry. We have a big vision here at this church, and the vision in 20 years is those kids downstairs. Third point, I'm wrapping up this sermon now. It's a continuation of what I already said. Their third point is uh, we exist to make disciples, so I already said that. Here's the full version of our mission statement. In the Pikes Peak region, by calling people, these three words, to worship, connect, and to serve. And it's this part of the sermon that, man, I I get really excited about talking about this stuff with our volunteer team. And I get really excited about talking about this stuff throughout the year and who we are, the fabric of our church and who we are called to be and what we're doing. But the worship, connect, serve is like the how, the big picture how of of what ministry is all about in this church by making disciples. The first word is worship. And we worship at this church in spirit and in truth. We worship in giving. We worship uh, when we're alone. We worship when we're together. And we worship, I think a lot of people use the word, Christians today use the word worship to refer to the music portion of a service. And that's just fine. And for, for us, that's a very important part of our church. Uh, when, when you came in and we, we, we led in worship, uh, we want you to know that that's not just singing songs. That's not entertaining you. That is giving our attention and focus to the Lord. As we sing some of the songs, some of the songs we sang, what, one of them was uh, from our uh, New Life Manitou original. Is the last song we're going to do another uh, New Life Manitou original song? So, so if you didn't recognize those songs, those are songs that, that we have written for us to worship the Lord and for our city. That, that we're singing these songs over this space and inviting people in to not be entertained, not just to watch a, a concert. That No, 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 no. We're inviting people in to put their focus on the Lord and worship him. This year of 2024, to give you another specific, we're uh, continuing that with something we launched a couple months ago of our monthly worship nights. And so it's the third Tuesdays all through this year. Uh, the next one is going to be January 16th. We'll eventually have it up on our website so you know when and where. But the where is easy. It's right here. And we are going to have these nights of worship, an extended time of prayer and worship and writing of new songs. And we pray and hope that that as we pray over this city and pray over our friends and families, that we will bring, like like worship will be like, like smoke rising in the Old Testament, holy, pleasing, acceptable to the Lord is our lives coming together, singing praises, praying to him and worshiping him. The next word, so worship, connect, serves. The next word is connect. We really believe in connecting with one another. We, we think uh, you can certainly be a disciple and follow Christ on your own, but, but why and how? Like we live life in community. We are meant to, to be with each other and to have fellowship with one another. We strengthen one another when we gather together. And we, we have a men's ministry that's launching on the 25th of this month. And we, we really have a, a new focus of, uh, of studying the book of Nehemiah and rebuilding. And uh, the men's ministry, we're going to have some fun events like we did last year as well. But more focused, like not just fun for fun's sake or community for community's sake, but to lead and direct men to be closer with one another so that we can be closer to the Lord. Tomorrow that we, we relaunch our Sound Minds Bible study. It's a, it's a Bible study and a discussion group on uh, mental health. 
And so right here, 6.30, we are, have, a, have a group of people that will get together and talk and study scriptures as it applies to mental health. We have um, a building that is, we're very blessed to be in this building. Uh, there's a story of how New Life Manitou was, was planted, and it was a hard story of wanting to meet in different spaces and being told, no, we don't want a church there. And it's like, we can't say that. And it's like, well, we just did. And, and so we have this building, and to, just to, you know, to, for with open hand, I will say this building is leased and it is, uh, it's a blessing, but there's a lot of projects in this building that we need to do. So in 2024, you'll be hearing more about this. We're going to launch a, a giving campaign uh, for a building, a building fund, and it'll be kind of twofold. One fold will be uh, this building and some improvements that have been needed to happen for a long time. And the other one is to set aside money for, a, uh, in the future, a down payment for a permanent space. A building of our own. And uh, I think the 20-year plan for this church, the 100-year plan for this church is to have permanent space. And uh, I'm just looking at the future and knowing that Manitou is a hard place to do that, but knowing that if the Lord wills it, then he can do that. Amen? The next word, worship connect, serve. You got it. Worship connect, serve. If you want 2024 to be the best year ever, you want to know the secret is anybody like, oh, I want to know the secret to making 2024 the best year ever? Here's what it is. Find a way every single day this year to serve. Serve someone, serve something. Find a place to serve. And if you're in here and you're like, I don't even, I don't even know about Jesus, this is true for, for everyone. This is true. Find someone, something to serve every single day and your life will be better. Join the serve team. There's lots of ways to serve around here. We, we are partnered with uh, the Manitou Springs Food Pantry. We're launching this summer a summer camp free for kids. And last year was a huge success. We will do that again. We are uh, have projects throughout the month and the weeks to come where we can serve. And a lot of that, you hear about those things when you join our volunteer serve team. And, and so I mentioned the kids already and made you feel weird because I was asking you to help. And we would love to have you help with the kids. But there's other ways too. We have other teams. We have a safety team. We have a, a team uh, of people that come early to set up and, and tear down. We have uh, a people, an outreach team. We have uh, various teams, the worship band team, uh, to serve your gifts, whatever they might be in this church. So here's the question. So I just preached a message, gave you a tip of the iceberg of the vision of this church. Here's the question I've been leading to. What is the vision for your life? Susan, I'm not going to have you raise your hand. I'm not going to have you shout it out. That could get weird. Um, I'm just asking you, like between you and the Lord, do you have a vision? Some of you would say, oh yeah, I have this. I've, I've thought about it. I've, I've rethought about it for 2024. Some of you are those kinds of people. God bless you. I think a lot of us are the kind of people who are like, I need to be reminded. I need to think through, like how do I word the vision for my life? And if I could help, here's my suggestion as pastor of this church. May I suggest that there's no better vision for a life than walking in the calling of your creator. The Bible teaches us that we're blessed, that God loves humans, God loves humanity, that, that we are empowered through God, that there is a calling on individuals. And so I would encourage you, don't let 
negative thoughts. Don't let addictions. Don't let the enemy. Don't let anything get in the way of God's vision and call for your life and walking that out. I'll end with this one last story and then I'm going to read I'm going to read a, a passage of scripture that is uh, Jesus words. In, in the message translation Jesus says, "Let me tell you why you're here." And then he he describes why it is we're here. And if some of you are like, "I need a calling. I need something." Maybe this will be that calling, but the story I want to tell is about the importance of being able to see the vision. You know, at this time of year, a lot of people uh, make New Year's resolutions, and they, 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 they're like, I'm going to start a diet, I'm going to start working out, I'm going to get my finances in order, I'm going to get my career, I'm going to, on, on par, I'm going to do this and that, and they're all kind of the mechanics of life. But maybe you're missing out, and I'm saying this right now for some of you, like, yeah, I thought about this, this, and this part of my life, but maybe you're lacking a, a vision of where you're going. Here's the story. It's a weird little story. I was with my friend years ago in his car, and uh, he had like a 10-year-old car, but a sound car, American-made car, good car, good engine, sound, tires are good, gas tank is full. We're headed on this road trip, and it starts raining. So what does he do? He turns on the windshield wipers. And I don't know if they were like original windshield wipers to the 10-year-old car, but they were like, boom. And it was, it was like smearing it more than it was wiping it. And I, was, I, I wanted to be like, what in the world are you doing? And, and, and just tear into him because like, how can you let this happen? I mean, he was like, sorry, I've been meaning to get new wipers. And I'm like, yeah, for 10 years? Like, what is going on here? We had to pull the car over. Here we are, perfectly sound car, good engine, gas in it, good tires. Everything. And what, it was the wipers, a $12 part. We were pulled over on this road trip because we couldn't see. And so may this just be a metaphor for how you think about your life. You know, you can have certain things in order. You know, your finances, your health, your uh, different things. And if you're lacking a vision, you're going to have to pull over. You're going to have to think through that. So here's this passage of scripture. I invite you to stand now. The, the band, if you would like, you can come forward. They're going to lead us in one more song. And this, uh, this passage is Matthew chapter 5. This is in the message translation. This is, uh, I read this, uh, I read this on the night we did the recording a couple months ago. And so this uh, reading is on the album. And if you listen carefully as I re read it, you can tell I'm pretty emotional. Like this is, this is Jesus' words to us in the common English vernacular language of him telling us why we're here. And what we're supposed to be doing. This is Matthew chapter 5 verse 13. Jesus is saying this. He says, let me tell you why you're here. Can you pause now and just ask the Lord to, to speak to your heart? Here's what Jesus says. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your useful, usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Verse 14, here's another way to put it, Jesus says. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors 
in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm gonna hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house, be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. We're gonna sing one last song. While we're singing, um, there's an invitation as there is every week in this church to come and receive the body of Christ. So I'm gonna ask the communion servers who are serving to come forward. You don't need to be a member of this church to, to receive communion. This is the table of Jesus. And if, if you would say, I believe in Jesus, some of you might even say, I believe, help my unbelief. But if you're here and, and you want the Lord's sustenance, if you believe upon him as your savior, then, then every, everyone in here, you're invited to come forward to receive these elements. Would you receive them? The, the, there'll be kind of an order to, from the front, from the middle, the ushers will help you. The, uh, the, the communion servers will say Christ's body and blood for you. Would you receive the element? Would you just hold it and walk back to where you are, stand there and just wait? We'll all receive it together. Let me say this, this is the body of Christ for the body of Christ. These are the gifts of God for the people of God. Let's come receive.
with me and hold it up when you have it ready and consider that Jesus on the night he was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it knowing that the next day he would go on the cross and his body would be broken for us. If you could, would you break your piece of bread remembering Christ's body broken for you? Let's receive it together. Jesus also took a cup. He said, this is the cup of a new covenant. His blood shed once and for all for our sins. And so sometimes people come to church and they just, they have mixed feelings about things that they've done and mistakes they've made. And that this is a place where they, they think they're being reminded and judged. And, and I'm here to tell you that Jesus lifted a cup and, and said, this is my blood shed for you. Your, your sins are forgiven. So in faith, like a child, that Jesus blood forgives you, would you receive in this room with me? So Lord, we humbly come before you. In this building, in this time, in this place, we look to this next year that you've given to us. We're grateful, Lord, with being able to be here or watch online. We're so grateful that you're speaking to us, that your hand is upon us, that your spirit is with us as you lead us as you guide us into further discipleship, to making disciples, to bringing the message of Jesus to all of those that, that we see and meet. Lord, we're grateful for you, for your salvation. And we pray this in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And all God's people said, amen. Would you just stay in place for a moment? I have uh, a bunch of things to tell you. First is that uh, if you're wanting prayer. We, I'll be down here as well as some other people to pray with you, to pray for you. Uh, if you're new to this church, a lot of new faces, you can do the QR code uh, on the backs of the chairs, or we have a paper version if you want to fill it out. And it's really one of the best ways we have of getting uh, information out to you since like I'm looking at our website this uh, week and it's kind of broken and things are missing. Uh, the email, the, the weekly or bi-weekly email that we send out keeps us all on track with what's going on. So many different things of, of where we can serve and opportunities. Uh, we have a volunteer team potluck. So if you're on the volunteer team, this could, should be just a reminder that there's a potluck uh, this Tuesday. And uh, if you're like, hey, I want to go to a potluck. Hey, you should fill out that application that's online and you'll be able to go come to a potluck. It's so really fun. It's Taco Tuesday. And we'll talk about discipleship and more direction for the church and things going on. It's really a fun meeting. Uh, we have tomorrow, I already mentioned this, Sound Minds, a Bible study and discussion group on mental health right here, 630. We have uh, 633, which is our high school ministry launching on Wednesday night for 2024. Guess what time it meets on Wednesday? 633. We have a prayer night. I mentioned that as well on January 16th. It's a, it's a Tuesday. Uh, it's the third Tuesday. So right here, 6.30 on January 16th. Come for a night of, of dedicated prayer, worship, reading of scripture. It's it's a night. It's just a, a slower pace. Like let's come and worship and lay down our days and our lives and worship together. That's the 16th of January. Manitou Men's Ministry. We call it M3. That's launching on the 25th of this month. We will relaunch 
and rebrand our men's ministry. And finally today, stick around. I'm ending a little, it's kind of on time-ish uh, today. So stick around. We have cake for you. Everybody in here gets an album. Uh, we'll, we'll pull it out from over there. So stick around. Make sure the Summit Ministry students, uh, wherever they are, mostly here, uh, feel welcomed and you meet them. Let me pray a blessing over you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace.